You are listening to the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast with Dr. Julie Capel, episode number 29. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining me today. I really appreciate it. I'm having a great day. I had a really busy day at work yesterday. It was almost a little bit overwhelming. It was so busy and I did start to get a little stressed out at one point and then I realized it's just one day and tomorrow I'm off and today it's my day off. So I'm here at home recording the podcast and I'm super excited to talk about this subject today. I want to talk about people-pleasing and how people-pleasing can be detrimental to our progress and our movement forward in the world. And people that people please can actually hold themselves back. And I have personal experience with this because I have a tendency to be a people pleaser. The reason this came up for me is that I was on a Zoom call coaching with one of my coach friends, and we were each coaching each other on a issue that we were having. We were talking about different issues, obviously, but as we were talking, we came to the realization that we were both coming at our particular issues from the space of people-pleasing. And once we realized that, we started talking about people-pleasing and how that doesn't serve us in the best way when we are trying to approach problems in our life. And how some people pleasers actually lie to themselves and to others. So as I was talking to her about people pleasing, I thought this would be a great subject for us to research and talk about on the podcast. I thought back to a book that I read, I don't know, a few months ago. It was called 13 Things That Emotionally Strong People Don't Do. And it's a book by Amy Morin. In that book, she has a chapter on emotionally strong people do not people please. So when I thought of that book that I read, I knew there was a chapter there. So I went back to read it and she had a list of things or questions that you can ask yourself in order to determine whether you are a people pleaser. Because if you don't know that that's where your brain wants to be most of the time and you're operating with this fog you don't realize that you're a people pleaser, that can actually hold you back as well. So I'm going to read you a list of some of the questions that were in Amy's book about how you can tell whether you're a people pleaser or not. And I think that's a good place to start. So one is you pretend to agree with everyone. When you're in a group of people and they're talking about any subject matter and you know that three of them are very strongly in support of a particular idea, you have a tendency to want to agree. Whether you really agree or not, that would be a sign that you're a people pleaser. If you feel responsible for how other people feel, if you're in a group and people are getting discouraged or upset and you start feeling responsible for that feeling of other people, that is a sign. I have a tendency to do this in staff meetings because I'm really excited and I think planning staff meetings and running staff meetings is super fun. 
And if I'm running a staff meeting and it starts to go south and people start to either argue or people aren't necessarily engaged or the energy is low, then I automatically want to fix it. And that's a sign that I'm a people pleaser. So if that's something that's true for you, then you might just be a people pleaser. If you're a person that apologizes when things happen in a group, if you feel burdened by all the things that you quote unquote have to do, things that you feel like were not your choice, if you're somebody that always says yes or can't say no, that is a big sign that you're a people pleaser. And this is something that's super true for me. I say yes almost always, especially when it involves me helping someone do something or me running something if, if they need a volunteer. You know, I'm one of those people that has a really hard time not volunteering for anything. So if you're one of those people like me that has to say yes or feels like you have to say yes and you have a difficult time turning people down, that's a sign that you might just be a people pleaser. And that goes back to the feeling burdened because sometimes we overcomplicate our lives by volunteering for too much and not protecting our own time. If you find yourself saying yes to things you may not necessarily want to do, that's people pleasing. If you feel uncomfortable when somebody's angry with you or you don't like conflict, then you might just be a people pleaser. That's something that's not really true for me. If, if you've listened to the podcast before, you know that I kind of enjoy conflict. So that's one of the signs that doesn't necessarily ring true for me. But if you're somebody that's an extreme people pleaser, you may not want conflict or you may avoid conflict like the plague. And I see that in some of the people that I work with. They get really upset if they have to do any kind of conflict. If you don't like conflict, then you're probably somebody that is more of a people pleaser than not. If you're one of those people that needs a lot of praise from others to feel good or a lot of kind words, you are probably a people pleaser. A lot of people pleasers depend on validation. Their self-worth revolves around what other people think. And so they or we can only feel good when we are getting compliments or when we get a lot of positive feedback. So if you're one of those people that likes to feel a lot of praise, you probably are a people pleaser. If you're somebody that doesn't admit when someone says something to you that may be inappropriate or may quote unquote hurt your feelings. If you're one of those people that doesn't speak up when something like that happens, then you are probably a people pleaser. Let's say one of your coworkers says something that's embarrassing to you or they share a secret that you told them that you didn't necessarily want them to share and you don't speak up in those moments and you don't say anything to that person you don't correct them or talk to them and tell them that, you know, what you just said there wasn't appropriate or it hurt my feelings or it embarrassed you or disappointed you in some way. If you're one of those people that doesn't speak up to that, then you are probably a people pleaser. If any or all of these things that I just read resonate with you and you can see yourself in any of these things, then you probably people please. 
Now, why is it that we people please? Why do people think that they have to make others happy? Where does that come from? A lot of it comes from fear. You know from listening to me on the podcast in the past that our thoughts create our feelings. And if we have a lot of thoughts that people aren't going to like us and that we are going to be shunned from the group, that is our primitive brain fearing that we could get shut out. And back in the caveman days, if you were shunned from your group or if you were pushed out of the cave into the cold, you were going to get eaten by a saber-toothed tiger or something like that. So that's what your primitive brain is doing to you. It's that fear of not being socially acceptable and not being included with the group that causes you to want to people please. And we all know that our primitive brain wants to always scare us and it always goes to negativity. And that is where a lot of this people pleasing urge comes from is that fear, that primitive fear that we are going to be ostracized from the group. Whenever something happens that might make you feel like you're going to get pushed out, that people may not like you, your primitive brain kicks in and tells you to behave. And that all comes from fear, the fear that your primitive brain brings up. And that's why a lot of us people please. Now, is there anything else? And I think a lot of us are raised to be people pleasers. I know I had a tendency to do this with my children And I know I was very much raised to be a good child. I think that's what we do to children is we tell them, you have to behave. You have to not yell. You can't hit. You need to share. We give our children all of these rules that tell them that they have to behave in order to be an acceptable member of society. And so some of the things that we learn as children can cause us to become people pleasers. And I know this is particularly true of me. I was one of those kids that naturally wanted to behave, but also had this fear of not pleasing my parents. And so I always tried to behave as a kid. And that kind of carries over into your adult life. You don't want to rock the boat. You don't want to make anybody angry. And those things that we're taught as children can oftentimes spill over into our adult life, even when they're not serving us in the best way. So some of it is our primitive brain fear. Some of it's the way we're raised to be proper members of society by being good children. And some of it is just this innate need that we have to stay part of the in crowd or part of the group because our primitive brain doesn't want us to be ostracized. And so the fear, the training, all of that combined causes us to want to be people pleasers when we're adults. So what is it that's bad about people pleasing? Why is it a bad thing? It sounds lovely, right? If you can just go through your life making everybody else happy, then that should be great, right? It isn't. What happens when you're a people pleaser is you start to neglect yourself. You can keep yourself so busy trying to please everyone else that you become emotionally and physically drained. You don't meet your own needs. You can start resenting other people when you're not saying no and you're not protecting your time and you're saying yes to everyone. Then you start to feel like other people are taking advantage of you. And that can turn into thoughts and feelings of resentment. 
you reduce your ability to enjoy other people. If you're not enjoying activities that you volunteered to do because you're just doing them to please someone else, then you start to think not very highly of those other people. It can also lead to a lot of stress and depression. If you've got too many time commitments because you've over-volunteered, like I said, I have a tendency to do. I love to volunteer and say yes to everything because I always want to do everything. Then as all those things build up that I volunteered to do, I start to get feel more stressed because I'm overwhelmed with the amount of things and I feel a little bit out of control. My thoughts start to go to stress. I'm feeling stressed because I feel like I have too many things to do or I'm thinking I have too many things to do. When you get to that point and you're not setting boundaries, that's when you start to become overwhelmed and depressed, trying to please everyone all the time and do what other people want you to do. This is something that happens for me a lot. I over-volunteer, I over-commit, I want to do everything, and some of this comes from people-pleasing. And when I get to the point where I have 20 things on my plate that I volunteered to do, and I just can't make them all happen to the best of my ability and be my best self and show up the way I want to show up for each and every thing, I start to become stressed. And my husband's been through this with me a lot. I'll say, oh, I'm supposed to do this and this and this. And I volunteered to go here and I volunteered to go there. And I just don't have the time to do it all. And frequently he parachutes in and helps me and then just kind of shakes his head and says, why do you do this to yourself? Why do you overcommit so much? Why do you say yes? Why don't you just say no? And he's even joked before, to me and said, you know, you need to stand in the mirror and just practice saying no. And over the years, I've gotten much better at protecting my time. The more I realize that the people pleasing doesn't serve me, the better I get. But this is something that we have a tendency to do when we are in that people pleasing mode. So that stress can turn into overwhelm, burnout, and even at times depression if we let it go too far. People pleasers also have a tendency to have low self-esteem because people pleasers self-esteem revolves around what other people think. And if your self-esteem is so deeply rooted in what other people think of you and what you can do for them and how you can agree with them, your self-worth goes down the tubes. You're so focused on making other people feel good that you're letting go of your self-worth and your self-esteem will start to plummet because you're making other people feel better about themselves by making yourself feel terrible about yourself and lowering your own self-worth. If you're spending all your time trying to make other people happy and you're giving up your morals, you're giving up your time, you're giving up your opinions even, if you're agreeing with people even when you really don't agree, you're basically destroying what's inside of you. You're destroying your own beautiful mind and you're lying. You're lying to people. This is something that really rings true for me because I consider myself a very, very honest person and I see value in that. But when I start thinking of the people-pleasing that I do as lying to myself and lying to others, that really helps me pull back. 
Because if I'm changing my opinion to agree with someone else, or I'm saying yes to doing something that I really don't want to do just to try to please someone else, if I'm becoming stressed and overwhelmed because I'm trying to make other people happy, then I am a big fat liar. And that is something that I don't agree with at all. I don't want to be a liar. And so if you can see some of the people-pleasing that you're doing and think about it as actually lying to yourself and lying to others, I think that's a big tool into pulling yourself back from the edge of people-pleasing. Now, what is it that we can do to stop people-pleasing? Let's, let's talk about some tools that we can use. The first tool that I want to remind you of is the tool of your higher brain. Because I said earlier, a lot of this people-pleasing comes from that primitive part of your brain that doesn't want to be ostracized from the group. And that's something that can happen automatically. And you don't always realize it. So before your higher brain even kicks in, you will go into people-pleasing mode. And that's your lower brain. And that's that fear. That fear of being ostracized from the group and being out in the cold and out of the cave and out of the group. And also that learned behavior that's deeply ingrained in that primitive brain that you got as a child. So if you can start by realizing that a lot of this people-pleasing is primitive brain, then you can use your higher brain to overcome that. And the way we do that is realize that these feelings of insecurity and fear are coming from our primitive brain and then using our higher brain. So here's some tools that I researched and came up with. The first one is controlling your brain, which we've talked about before on the podcast, and we just talked a little bit about that primitive higher brain thing. Another one would be realizing, using that higher brain to realize that you have a choice. People pleasers often feel like there is no choice. We feel like this person asked me to do something and I have to do it. So we say yes. But if you can realize that you actually have a choice and that you can say no, one of the choices is to say no. And not ever consider what the other person wants. That's our choice. In fact, that's the correct choice, is making the decision from what we truly want. So if you can realize you have a choice and then set some values and priorities for your life and use those priorities and values to evaluate what's being asked of you, then you could say no. Now, if you're really ingrained in this people-pleasing thing, and it's very difficult for you to say no, one technique you can use, and I use this more and more frequently lately, is to stall for time. Because my first instinct when someone asks me to do something for them is to say yes right away. When someone asks you for a favor, it's perfectly fine to say, I need to think about it. I need a little bit of time. So then once you've stalled, once you've asked for time, and it can be five minutes, it can be 10 minutes, it can be a day, and 24 hours is fine. You don't have to make decisions right away. But once you've asked for that time and you've stalled, then you need to start asking yourself, how is this going to affect me and my values and my time? How stressful is this going to be? How much time do I actually have to offer this person? And how much pressure am I going to feel if I do this for this other person? So stalling and then asking yourself these questions is a beautiful way to keep yourself from going into automatic people-pleasing. Another thing you can do if you decide to say yes, 
to a task and you agree to do something for someone is you can set a time limit. And this is something that's very important, especially when you're at work and people are interrupting you. You can, first of all, stall and say, I can't do that for another 10 minutes. And then when you do agree to do something, give it a time limit. Say, I can help you for 15 minutes or I have 30 minutes to help you. And then when that 30 minutes is up, I have to go. Set yourself a time limit and then stick to it. And this is something that comes up for me in very absurd ways. And I don't know if you can relate to this, but I even go so far as to if I'm in a CE meeting, so I'm in a group of people and there's a speaker speaking in front of the room, and let's say there's 20 or 30 people in the room, and I want to leave because I have a prior time commitment or I've got to leave to go do something with my family, I, I have a hard time just getting up and leaving because my mind goes to the spot of, oh, is anybody in this room going to be upset? Or am I going to hurt the speaker's feelings? I mean, that's how absurd this people-pleasing thing can get. And I do this. I really struggle to get up and leave. So what you have to do is set yourself a limit. And if I decide I'm going to leave this meeting at 4.30 because I have to leave, or the meeting ended at 5 and this person's speaking over their limit, then I have to just get up and leave. Because it's about me. It's not about that speaker's feeling. So anything like this, it's really insidious is how it comes up for us. This people-pleasing thing can really get so deeply ingrained that we do and think really absurd things. Practice saying no. And that's the hardest thing for people-pleasers to do. The first time you say no is probably going to be the hardest. But the more you practice it, the easier it's going to get. So you can say no, but still be kind. And if you say, I understand where you're coming from, that you need help from me, but I just really can't do that for you today. And you don't have to give a reason. Saying no is no. And giving a reason or an excuse, because people pleasers have a tendency to make up excuses, and that's lying. So don't forget that, that if you're making up an excuse to get out of doing something because you're trying to preserve someone else's feelings, is that's people-pleasing and that's lying. One tip that I read somewhere said, if you're a notorious people-pleaser and you have trouble saying no, what you can do is create some sort of mantra or signal that is really strong, like a really strong visual in your mind that helps keep you from saying yes right away. And that could be, you know, thinking of a big stop sign in your head, like somebody holding up a stop sign or holding up their hand in front of your face in order to get you to think before you say yes. If you have a friend or somebody that's really good at getting you to say yes, or you feel weak in a certain area because you're a people pleaser, Take time to make up some sort of saying or visual in your head to help you stop. Whether it's pausing to take a little bit of time to think about it or whether it is a stop sign that gets you to say no right away. And I like, because I am such a strong people-pleasing personality and it's so deeply ingrained in me, I like to think of it more as stopping temporarily Type of thing. I like to be able to think, okay, 
Before you say yes, stop that word from coming out of your mouth. Ask for a little bit of a reprieve or ask for a little bit of time. And then once I'm able to do that, once I'm able to say, can I tell you later? Can I call you tomorrow and let you know? Um, I'd really like to do that, but is it okay if I check my schedule? You know, those kind of phrases gives you an out without making you come up with an excuse and lying about it. So to wrap all this up, remember that you need to know yourself and realize that you lean towards people-pleasing. That's the first step. And then realize that a lot of this behavior is coming from your primitive brain, and it's automatic. It's deeply ingrained in a lot of us. But also remember that you have control over that primitive brain. What you need to really be able to do is stop yourself before that primitive brain takes over. So knowing your own triggers, the things that make you want to say yes, that will help you to realize and remember when you have to take over for your primitive brain. Remember that when you're people-pleasing, you're lying. And I don't think any of us want to lie to ourselves or to other people. And lastly, come up with a signal for yourself. Come up with something that you can think of to stop yourself from saying yes and to stop yourself from doing things that you really don't want to do. So if it takes a stop sign or something like that, Make sure that you think of that ahead of time so you can easily pull it out of your pocket and use it when you need to. That's all I have for you today. I really appreciate you listening to me. I'm excited to do this for you every week. If there's anything you'd like me to talk about or you want to ask a question that I could read live on the podcast, I'd love to hear from you. Send me an email at jacapelldvm at gmail.com. You can contact me on my Facebook page, The Veterinary Life with Dr. Julie Capel. Please reach out. I'd love to hear what you're thinking. And also, if you could go to iTunes and leave me a review, that would be great. The more reviews I get, the more people we can get to. Thank you so much for listening to me, and I'll talk to you next week. Have a beautiful week. Bye. Bye.